How you doing, people? It's another episode of Living With Intention Podcast. I don't know why I just said it like that. Hey, hey, get up, get up. Let's get it, let's get it. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, my inner city came out in those first few minutes of this podcast. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Living With Intention podcast, where we're just trying to bring you intention. Every day, life focuses on how to organize your life, how to create a foundation for the fruits to evolve, to ingrain, to help another individual, or just help yourself along the process. All right? Today, we have a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant speaker on actually on the Ed Millette show. One of my friends brought this uh, podcast episode to my attention. And I got to tell you, I've said it before on my podcast, the Ed Millette show, uh, excuse me, Ed Millette is one of my favorite podcasters of all time. All right. He just gets deep and nitty and gritty to the solutions that we need in our life. He, he really involves the tools, which is what I'm focused on, on this podcast. He wants to move aside from the motivational, inspirational, you know, standard quota or or uh, cliche, he wants to get nitty and gritty down to it. So he has an episode out with uh, interviewing Erwin McManus. He used to be an atheist and now he's a lifelong follower of God. And they asked the big questions. How do you find the truth? Is there a better way to have a more inter, uh, intimate relationship with God? With finding yourself. And I got to tell you, this is one of those podcast episodes you have to go back and you have to listen to. And it's going to be a longer one today, but it's worth it. All right. It's worth it. All right. Here's the issue with dreams. Before I begin the podcast uh, slip, here's the issue with dreams. Dreams are unique to you. Right. I right now am in my own journey, finding out exactly how I want to live out my dream. Right. I have my own career. And on top of the career, I have uh, uh, life goals that I want. Like I'm in the process for my, my first condo, for example. I have other things with family that I'm dealing with, right? I have I have to make sure my health is okay. I have to make sure that my mom is okay. My, you know, we have all these things in our life that could distract us. I, I don't know if distract is the word. We have other things in our in our life that uh, we need, right? To conform and for for the, the those hardships that we need, those difficult situations that that we're currently uh, dealing with, will help us towards the dream. Because maybe it's just the train ride that you take, the everyday long two hour train ride that you take to work, and then two hours back to work. Or is the time that you need focused on yourself? Maybe you can meditate. Maybe you meet some stranger that uh, needs you, right? So it's just once you start nitpicking every situation and you just start accepting and embracing. You know, it's funny. I always say, and my friends know this, that I work, my coworkers know this. I always say, hey, we're going to have a great day. All right. No matter what, we're going to have a great day. And I work in law enforcement. For those that you don't, that don't know, I'm a New York City police officer. And outside of that, I, you know, formulate ideas and I, I, I want to be able to create a systematic approach where us as human beings could evolve through fitness, through health, through wellness. And I organize, you know, uh, these charity events, free charity events, through other uh, help along the way that make it possible, you know, so we could have a DJ, we could have 
uh, shirts made, all free, all going towards a good cause, you know, and we just had a great event, uh, a great first year autism awareness event uh, powered by the New York Hispanic Society. Shout out to them. Uh, they had faith in me and uh, made me a delegate for them. Outside of that, you know, I, I, I want to be able to use that platform, right? Those events to inspire, to motivate, to to mentor and, and be of mentor. You know, that there's people that want to walk our waters and want to navigate through our shores, you know, and maybe there's sharks along their their shores, you know, and they don't know how to face them, right? So, again, nobody understands how you want to accomplish your dream. Your dream is unique to you. And once you get past those hardships and those involuntary hatred that may come alongside your journey, because it will, there's criticism that will come. Nobody understands your dreams but you, as I said. After you pass that stage of understanding what you want to create, all right, the unique, powerful people have the ability to choose, right? We all have the ability to choose, the ability to make choices and not let choices shape us and shape our life. That's vital to the evolution in our path that we want to create. Our dreams doesn't happen to us. We make our dreams come true. You know, uh, life doesn't happen to us. We make life happen. And in creating that unique life that only you want and only you would know how to make it come true, you need sometimes to go through through those uh, moments, you know, those, those long train rides, as I said. You need to go through those uh, school overnight classes. You need to lose some hours of sleep. And after you believe in yourself, after you get past this hate, the haters, after you get past the minor league feeling bullshit, excuse my language, as that's how I like to call it, all right? Because only the weak ones will back towards, you know, letting that shape your greatness that you have inside of you. After you get past all that, then you start creating a systematic approach of how you want to be of service. You will come up with a solution of how to, how to make your life with meaning. And that's exactly what this episode uh, podcast with Emma Lett interviewing Erwin McManus is about. All right, why, why should I like you over others? Why should I follow you? Why should I invest in your product? These are all questions that we must you know, after we get past, you know, the, the, our feelings, because, you know, us as human beings, we have feelings. Then you start moving over to the big leagues and, and creating a foundation. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do every day, you know, making, help, helping set tools, giving us our, our, giving us in our life leverage, right? People, people are your greatest assets in life, as I like to say. All right, but you see, at this stage of, of, of the game, you're not going to let anything else get to you because you know you have confidence. You know you're with God. You know that God has, is love. And that's what they're talking about on this podcast episode. So without further ado, here's Erwin McManus on The Ed Millett Show. They're haunting you. And so I think actually even like depression and sense of despair and this anxiety and stress that all of us struggle with, those are actually beautiful reminders that we're meant for more. Oh my gosh, Erwin. As you say that, what I think is 
By the way, everybody, now you know I wanted to remind you. It's easier for me today, just so that you all know. But I wanted to share him with you because, and you won't take, you, you're so humble, but Erwin's a brilliant man. He's a special man. And he's got this incredible anointing uh, to communicate thoughts, and by the way, and possess thoughts that not everybody's capable of possessing, as you've just seen. And that's important to me because I think there's a segment of the world that hasn't yet accepted a faith or a God because somehow they think that that's less intellectual. That somehow that if I have these thoughts that, uh, you know, that uh, I don't believe in science, which you and I both sort of came to our faith almost the reverse that way, which I'd like you to talk about in a minute. But this idea of depression that you said, as you were talking, I thought that is so true that we have this ideal of this comparison of what could be. And that's what depresses one, because I think a depressed person compared to potentially a non-depressed person isn't experiencing more negative things in their life necessarily, or more turmoil, or more anxiety. That's right. It's yeah. it's perhaps maybe the lack of believing in some other space. So uh, for you, when you found faith, was it you were sort of pursuing it almost scientifically? You wanted to prove it to some extent, did you not? Well, I was I, I was pursuing it at least philosophically. I was trying to find answers that made sense in a holistic way, and what became really discouraging to me as, as I read philosopher after philosopher after philosopher was I I realized that they were in the same place I was. <laughs> they were trying to make sense of life. And so eventually, I think my greatest comfort wasn't in the answers. It was in the questions. The fact that there might be a thousand different answers. You know, you're, you're a Christian, another person's a Buddhist, another person's a Muslim, another one's an atheist, another one's an agnostic, and if you're anything like me, you've been several of those along the way <laughs> trying to find meaning in life. But the questions were always the same. And I realized, wait a minute, seven billion people are all asking the question, why? And, and no one teaches them that question. I mean, I have two kids, and the first question they began to ask as children was why? They didn't ask what, where, when, who, those are more important questions. Those are functional questions for survival. Why is not a survival question? Mm. Why is it an intrinsic question of the image of God in a person's soul? We need the why, not just the who, when, what, where, when, and how. Mm. And, and so for me, I was driven by the why, trying to find out what is the reason for life. And I started looking at religions, and I was pretty much open to everything. Okay. I, I didn't have anything that I had written off except maybe Christianity, I have to admit. I, I, Is that right? Yeah, I, I did. And I'm not sure why, but I was in a philosophy class and a professor read a passage in the Old Testament where it seems like God tells his people to go kill people for no reason. And then the professor read that passage and said, and this is supposed to be the God of love. And we all laughed. I laughed too. And so in like 30 seconds, I discounted Christianity. And, uh, but in the middle of all my pursuit, I, uh, I started hearing about Jesus and, um, and I wasn't resistant, but I wasn't open. Okay. It, it, you know, it, it, I was, I, I became resistant as I got closer to a point of intersection because I heard this thing about Jesus saying he was the truth. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you give your life to Jesus, you're not allowed to pursue truth anymore. And so for me, it was a misunderstanding from the other side. And because I didn't want to become a dogmatic, closed-minded, yeah. condemning human being, I love pursuing truth. I love the search for the uncertain and the mysterious. And, and so this idea that there was, quote, a truth, and once you have it, you're right for the rest of your life, wasn't appealing to me at all. It was when I finally understood that what Jesus was saying, no, 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 when he says, I'm the truth, he's talking about he's the trustworthy one. And that all truth exists because something can be trusted. And if there isn't 
a God who can be trusted, then there really isn't this thing that we would call truth. And, and so I realized the fundamental question for me is, do I believe God can be trusted? And, and so I looked at all these religions and I realized, oh, they all have something in common. They all give us a system of how we can get to God, of how we can attain God's love or his acceptance or his forgiveness or get that ultimate state of consciousness, whatever it may be. But Jesus was the only one that had a different narrative. Everything else said, this is what you need to do to get to God. With Jesus, it was, this is what God did to get to you. And, Whoa, and so I'm like, okay, you know, I, I have a process of elimination where any God that demands of me things I am incapable of to earn his love is not worthy of my worship or my belief. But if when I love someone, when my kids were little, my love for that wasn't contingent on what they did for me. I was the one who loved my children unconditionally. In fact, when my son was like uh, three years old, at the dinner table one night, I hope it's okay if I say this, you know, but he, he said to his mom, you know, I don't love you. And his mom started crying at the dinner table. And, uh, and he, of course he loved his mom. He just learned that that phrase had power. And so we got into the bed that night and, and he said, uh, I said, Aaron, I love you. And he said, well, I don't love you. And I said, well, you know, I said, that's okay. He said, because I have enough love for both of us. And then he paused and he goes, well, Dad, how do I know if I love you? Like, he's a very philosophical, deep, person. <laughs> he goes, how do I know if I love someone? And, uh, and, and I told him, I said, you know, right now in your life, buddy, what's more important is that you know you're fully loved. And, uh, and as you know that you're fully loved, you're going to understand love more and more. And one of the things that I realized about God was like, if... My relationship with God was dependent on how much I love God, I'm in trouble. But my relationship with God is actually dependent on how much God loves me. And Jesus is the singular narrative of the divine that says, no, God did what was necessary to get to you. That through God stepping into human history, taking on flesh and blood, dying on a cross, uh, being risen from the dead, that that wasn't God waiting on us to get to him. That was God getting to us at any cost. And by the way, if you think the central principle of the universe is love, then of course the ultimate act of love is going to be sacrifice. So it makes perfect sense to me because God is love, that the ultimate expression of God's love was the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So I'm 50 years old, and I feel like I'm a pretty faithful guy, been a Christian a long time. I've never heard it said that way in my life. That, that, it's a huge impact. It's not how I can get to God. It's what God did to get to me. Yeah. That is uh, profound and uh, makes me very makes me very emotional. Um, but I think that's why we actually know love more profoundly. Not when someone loves us, but when we love that person. And we all we all desperately long to be loved because it validates our worth. But when we love someone unconditionally, it actually makes us more like God. I don't know about you guys, but those are the type of messages that you got to just play over and over again, once a week, once every two weeks after, that just helps your mind deal with everything else that's going on, all right? God believes in you. Whatever faith you believe in, whatever water source or, or, or nature source you actually praise to, 
it's important to praise and believe into something or someone because that's the only way that you're going to make anything that you want come to life. All right, anything that you want will conform to your imagination. All right? Your imagination is 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 the greatest thing that we have in life. That's how Lincoln made change. That's how Martin Luther King changed minds. That's how Hitler influenced people. All right? It is so powerful that our imagination holds so much potential that it's it's godly. And once your imagination is connected with faith, with love, and with true desire, no matter good or bad, unfortunately, then the world will start to form. God is love, and if God loves us, then God created us, and we could create anything we want in life. So I, that's my message with you today. I right, don't let anything or anyone stir you from the wrong direction. Learn how to explain things at an elementary level. Oh, that's what I'm le- learning right now. That's what I'm working on. Because people don't understand your dreams. Your dreams are unique to you. Your imagination is unique to you. So don't don't be depressed by it. All right? Embrace it. And learn how to use it. Learn how to value it. And with good intentions, you stick with it every day, Some something great will happen. I guarantee you. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Living With Intention podcast. Until next time, everybody know, follow, follow me on the Instagram at will go live more. All right. Working hard to bring you much inspiration, motivation, tools in life that can embrace, ingrain, and propel your life to new heights and new levels. All right. Email me whenever. Let's go. See you soon. Peace.